Welcome. You are listening to Functional Wellness with Dr. Allison, and I am Dr. Allison. So today we are talking about mental wellness since May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And this month I have two classes going on. Today's was the functional support side, and next week is the nutrition and essential oil side where we're going to do a deep dive in how to support your neurotransmitters, your mood, your mental health, and really your whole life overall. Now, the first thing I always want to say is that I definitely believe in the best of both worlds when it comes to mental health. I know there's a lot of stigma around using medications, um, asking for help, and really those days are over. And it's time that we embrace the best of both worlds, really work together to figure out what you need and how to support your brain, your mind, your mood, your safety, everything. So where do I start with functional medicine? You know, I would say 100% of my patients have some kind of mental health complaint, whether it's insomnia, anxiety, depression, rage, ADD, forgetfulness, memory issues, focus. There's always something going on with brain support. There's a lot of reasons why, which is why we dig in with functional medicine to get to that root cause, whether it's uh, nervous system dysregulation, maybe it's thyroid and autoimmunity is really common as well. I would say almost everyone that I work with has some history of trauma, whether it's physical, emotional, um, spiritual, sexual, and even on the physical side as well, car accidents and falls. And there's a lot of accidents that happen. Um, i I was talking to a patient yesterday who said the hood of his car fell on his head while he was working on it last night. I was like, well, that is definitely trauma. <laughs> and he said, yeah, we have a lot of little accidents like that over his whole life. I'm like, okay, well, that can accumulate and um, really kind of destroy your brain, your sensory systems, your vagus nerves. So these are the little things we have to look for as well, even though they might not be major accidents. Um, we need to make sure that everything's going well. Through the health history, we look at you know what your main concerns are, what else is going on, how else are you feeling. I have two brain health forms um, that I have people fill out. And when it comes to testing, we want to do a basic blood work because anemia, like I said, autoimmunity or thyroid can play a big part of this as well. And we need to dive in. I also, with testing, like to do a neurological exam and see what parts of the brain are struggling, if any, because that way we can give you exercises to focus on specific lobes of the brain, like the occipital or the frontal lobe, and help your brain recover with those exercises. So let's talk a little bit about insomnia first. Um, it's one of my favorite talks because it's so important, and if you're not sleeping, you're not going to feel well, right? So insomnia is also really, really common, whether you have trouble falling asleep at night, staying asleep. And I would say most of my patients who have insomnia also have anxiety because it's so closely linked to adrenals, cortisol, food, and calories. So my most common patient looks a little bit like myself. They wake up, they usually don't feel good, they grab a cup of coffee, put a bunch of sugar and vegetable oil creamers and nonsense in it, and they're so busy getting everybody else ready for their day and packing lunches and getting ready for work that they don't have time or they forget to eat. And they ship everyone out the door, 
And by the time they remember to eat, it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and they're crashed, they're tired, they're hangry, they don't feel good. They get home, they have dinner, and that's when the binging starts, whether it's fruit snacks or cereal or whatever you can get their hands on, okay? So other people who are intermittent fasting are also struggling with this because they're not getting enough calories in. And then if you're having coffee creamer, you are not fasting. Your blood sugar will spike and you're officially out of your fasting zone. After that, your body has to rely on cortisol and um, epinephrine to stay awake instead of fuel like food and calories. So the biggest fix is to eat consistently throughout the day. Stop intermittent fasting. If you have insomnia, most of the time I would have you stop intermittent fasting um, because your body is not relying on fuel. It's relying on cortisol, and that's shooting your cortisol up. It's making you miserable. So eating consistently throughout the day is going to give your body more calories so it has more food at night when your brain is looking for food every two hours especially if you're the kind of person that tosses and turns all night, food is going to be really important for you. The next thing that I would say would be to skip the melatonin. A lot of people like to go for that, but over time, you know, the research goes back and forth. Some people say that melatonin can become addictive and your body can become reliant upon it. I haven't seen that in my practice or in my own personal life, but If you're bypassing that system to create melatonin, something else is going on. So this kind of leads us into our neurotransmitter conversation. So melatonin is made from serotonin. So serotonin comes first. So if you're feeling sad or depressed or anxious and your serotonin is off, you're not going to make enough melatonin. So if you're just taking melatonin at night, the rest of your day is going to suck still. So the way we make neurotransmitters is actually kind of complicated, but a little simple. It starts from proteins from digestion and proteins from digestion get broken down into their individual amino acids. The amino acids combined with insulin get traveled through the blood brain barrier. And then from there they get mixed around. So we add tryptophan, iron, 5-HTP, This needs a lot of B vitamins, magnesium, methyl groups to make serotonin, and then melatonin. So if your digestion sucks, you're not going to be getting enough protein, or if you're not getting enough protein in your day, you're not going to be able to make neurotransmitters. So make sure, number one, you're eating enough protein, at least 100 grams a day. Number two is that insulin, right? So we need to have consistent blood sugar throughout the day, um, meaning you're needing enough protein and fat, that your body has fuel, you're not skipping meals. And if you're feeling anxious or you're having symptoms at like 10 a.m. or 2 p.m., make sure that you're eating before those symptoms come on. So that way that'll help that blood sugar calm down, your insulin will be stable, your cortisol will be lower, and you should feel a lot better. Now the rest of our amino, or I'm sorry, the rest of our neurotransmitters kind of look the same like dopamine and GABA. They all need that amino acids and insulin to be stable, to cross that blood-brain barrier, to get into the brain. They all need iron, magnesium, um, different types of methyl groups and nutrition to be stable and be created in a healthy way. So if you're struggling with feeling down, you're not feeling creative or motivated, 
maybe something like dopamine where you're really struggling to finish tasks, you can't focus, you get really angry with stress. Um, these are things that we need to look at and make sure that one, your diet's good, your gut is good, your brain is good and healthy and making those neurotransmitters. Now, when someone fills out that brain health form and they have all of the symptoms and all of the neurotransmitters and they're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to take a million supplements to fix my diet, to get all of these better. And really that's not necessary, right? So when I see someone who has all of the symptoms of the brain health form, everything is really bad. Number one, you need to get to therapy. You need to work these things out. You need to talk to somebody. We need to get to the root cause emotionally as well. The next thing that I most commonly seen is that it's a progesterone and estrogen issue. So progesterone and estrogen are closely tied to serotonin and dopamine. And any woman who is cycling will tell you when I'm ovulating, I'm really focused and I feel really good and I can get everything done. And then around their period, they're like, oh my gosh, I feel like crap. I'm so tired. I can't focus. What's going on? And that's because as our hormones change, our brain changes, our neurotransmitters change. So when we get those balanced on the progesterone and estrogen, we feel better as well. So that's a really important part of it. I also like to use nutritional sprays um, from Apex Energetics. Those have all the cofactors in them. You just spray them under the tongue. And what I love about it is it's great for my kids. So we actually have those on the dining room table. And every night when we take our supplements that everybody gets sprays. And, you know, my daughter said when we started them a few years ago, she goes, oh, my gosh, I read for a whole hour at one time. Is this what you feel like? I was so focused. Normally, I can only read for 10 minutes at a time. And then my brain fills us out and I quit. And so it makes a difference when you're getting the nutritional factors in it rather than just bypassing the system and taking other things to calm them down, right? All right, since our time is almost up, I want to breeze through a couple things. So one, make sure to join my group on Facebook, the Functional Medicine Community with Dr. Allison. That's where I did that master class. And because I talk a lot more about gut health, we talk about how probiotics really don't fix depression, how the gut has a different nervous system than the brain. Neurotransmitters don't cross that blood-brain barrier. But there's other things that we can do. We talk a lot in depth about gluten and how that affects the brain, more on hormones, lifestyle support. You know, I will say it again, therapy and a technique and finding the people that you love is going to be really key and because you're going to learn the tools to help you manage stress and work through the past and really get the help that way. Exercise is key for supporting brain health, mood, hormones, cortisol as well, you know, it's the best thing to actually activate your dopamine. You know, those first few days are the hardest, right? Because we don't have those levels built up. But the more you go, the more consistent you are, the better you'll feel. And the same with meditation. We need at least about 20 minutes a day is what the research says to get a good balance in the brain, calming and focus and resetting of the nervous system. There's so many different techniques you don't have to just sit and be quiet. You can do walking meditation. You can do meditation with your eyes open or guided meditations or focus on a word or a prayer or whatever it is that you like. So take some time and really figure out a program or a meditation that would look good for you so you can be consistent and enjoy it. 
And remember that you aren't alone in your struggles and your emotions and how you feel. There's lots of people out there who are also struggling and who can help you. So find a community, ask for help. And if you're looking for personalized support through functional medicine, schedule an initial consultation with me help you get started, figure out what's really going on and go from there. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate you being here. So make sure you like and subscribe and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Functional Wellness with Dr. Allison. If you would like personalized care and testing, you can schedule an initial consult online and get started with your wellness plan right away or message us on Facebook at Little Black Bag Medicine. Thanks for tuning in and see you next week.